Greetings. My name is Vince Williams. I'm the president and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council. The hashtag BuyDiverse podcast, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, provides a voice to minority-owned businesses and entrepreneurs, as well as to corporations seeking to meet their diversity, equity, and inclusion goals strategically and intentionally. Hear the stories of certified minority-owned businesses and learn about their journeys, challenges, best practices, and successes. Also, discover Chicago MSDC's robust offerings to support business owners with certification, advocacy, connecting, and developing. Founded in 1968, Chicago MSDC is the premier organization that advances business opportunities for its certified Asian, Black, Hispanic, and Native American entrepreneurs. Contact us at www.chicagomsdc.org or bydiverse.net. This is Vince Williams, President and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, and you're listening to Hashtag BuyDiverse, powered by Chicago MSDC. What you can expect from our podcast, first-hand success stories, business opportunities that are within the pipeline, best practices, advocacy, mentorship, how and why companies should join us, all on WGN. This interview is brought to you by W3R Consulting, an IT consulting and management company delivering enterprise solutions at the intersection of innovation and ingenuity. Learn more about W3R at www.w3r.com. Greetings. You're listening to Hashtag BuyDiverse, powered by Chicago MSDC on WGN Radio. Today we have Carlos Cubia, Senior Vice President and Global Chief Diversity Officer for Walgreen Boots Alliance. Joining the company in 2017, Carlos has been instrumental in advocating for diversity, equity, and inclusion at the center of all things that Walgreens does. Among his achievements are launching the first global Walgreens Boots Alliance Diversity and Inclusion Report, the formation of their Global Inclusion Council, the addition of new corporate value of inclusion, and the linking of a portion of incentive pay to performance on DEI goals. He's partnered closely with the divisions and functions of Walgreens Boots Alliance as a champion for the racial equity movement and for affordable, accessible health care for all, regardless of post and zip codes. He's also been recognized in Black Enterprise Magazine as a top corporate diversity executive. Carlos, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Vincent. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Sure, sure thing. Sure thing. First, I want to start with congratulating you, congratulating Walgreens on the recent appointment of Ross Brewer as the new CEO, and then, of course, Valerie Jarrett to you all's board of directors, two uh, incredible and phenomenal executives, if you will, in the space that speaks volumes to really Walgreens Boots Alliance and what they're doing. Well, thank you for that. I mean, we're excited to have both of those individuals, among other new appointments and senior leaders that are coming in to help transform our organization and really prepare us for uh, the growth that it's going to need for us to stay relevant uh, in these very turbulent times. So we're excited to have both of them on board. Outstanding. I'd also like to share that Walgreens has been very engaged with Chicago MSDC for a number of years now, and we thank you all for that engagement and applaud you 
for that support. Can you share with our listening audience just your thoughts, ideas as the Global Chief Diversity Officer and the DEI initiative that you're putting in, in place there? Well, Vincent, as you know, diversity, equity, inclusion has many components, many dimensions to it. We touch so many different things. And as the role expands and continues to expand, there's so many areas that we are now being asked to be a part of and being brought to the table. But supplier diversity, minority diversity, or business development practices, whatever the term of the day is, it all equates to one or two things. What are we doing to give back and to support the communities that support us and keep us in business? When I think of supplier diversity and small businesses, and I'm a former small business myself, I left corporate America for a number of years and went out on my own and opened and formed a business, and it was tough going. And I know the challenges that small businesses face. So when we have the opportunity or a platform like ours, to create opportunities for small and diverse-owned businesses and minority-owned businesses. It's a huge commitment for us. It's part of our DNA and who we are because, again, we are a consumer-based company, and we rely on the consumers and the community to keep us in business. So it's essential that we give back to those communities and create opportunities, development opportunities, buying opportunities, you know, product opportunities, to come in and do business with us and create that economic impact out in the marketplace because I think it's cyclical. If we help build up small businesses, then they need more people to work for them so they create jobs in their neighborhood. Those folks increase their, you know, their net worth and their value. They're able to buy our products and services, and it's right. almost like the Lion King. It's the circle of life. We all <laughs> contribute to each other, right, and we build yeah. and lift everybody. What do they say? A rising tide lifts all ships. So that our commitment is deep, and it's evident through having a corporate goal, which is tied to our bonus program around supplier diversity spend. That's phenomenal. If you don't mind expounding a little bit more on that. So you've set metrics in place so that each department, if you will, again, being strategic and intentional with their outreach for diverse suppliers, and then tying that to a, a bonus. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so what we did about two years ago is we started – collecting metrics to see what we were doing, whether it was representation, hiring of women, people of color, you know, LGBTQ, and we started collecting data and looking at the metrics, and we saw that if we're intentional about it, we can definitely make a difference. So one of the areas where we've really been investing and spending time is in supplier diversity. For example, we work with a program here in the Chicago metro area called Top Shelf, where we fund a program to select certain small businesses or vendors or diverse suppliers. They go through a 10- to 12-week training program where we, they meet with our, our buyers. They meet uh-huh. with our category managers to talk about what corporations like a Walgreens looks for, how to pitch, how to present yourself, how to create presentations, and we take them soup to nuts on how to engage. They don't pay anything to join this program, but there are some requirements. There's homework that they have to do. There's research that they have to do. And at the end of that program, there's a pitch competition, and we judge and we talk to them about and we critique them and give them information to help them build business. Now, there's no guarantee you'll get a contract with Walgreens, but it does prepare you to go out there and to pitch your product and your services. And, you know, a lot of our graduates over the years, we've just had two really nice success stories have gotten contracts to do business with us and now are a part of the Walgreens family. Others have gone on to other retailers or other folks, and through the trainings that they got through that top-shelf program, 
they'd come back and said it helped them to land or secure business or contract with other retailers or businesses that they were pursuing. So our commitment is, uh, again, it's, it's, it's deep. Uh, we currently look for new opportunities, but at the end of the day, I, I think it's essential that we do this in order to be the type of corporate citizen that we want to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's phenomenal. That is, uh, I am familiar with the program. It's a very nice program. And, uh, and like you said, it just is showcasing your commitment to sustainability for these small businesses, but then also how, what you mentioned, they employ from within the community, they can grow, and then they're not guaranteed a contract with Walgreens, but it's increasing their capacity to do business just in general. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Some other initiatives that Walgreens are putting in place? Well, uh, there's two really key areas that I'd I, I love to highlight here. One is around health equity and our Vitamin Angels partnership. You okay. know, our DEI initiatives include a huge commitment to health equity. That was crystal clear throughout the pandemic that there was health disparities. Not that we didn't already know that, but it was elevated and magnified a thousand times through this pandemic, which we're currently living in. So we have a program that we set up on the south and west side of Chicago, together with our partner, Vitamin Angels, where we're providing free prenatal vitamins to pregnant women and to women of childbearing age who are trying to have a baby. Uh, These vitamins are available at probably 16 or more Walgreens stores in certain neighborhoods where the need is the greatest. And, and we're providing these, these vitamins because we know that malnutrition and undernourishment is a huge issue for women caring to term or even being able to get pregnant. So this is something that we've been doing for a number of years, but we're now going to concentrate it right here in our backyard. Uh, we're very excited about the program. We want to make sure we get the word out so people know that this Vitamin Angels and this uh, program is available in the community right now, you know, for them to take advantage of. Absolutely. No, that's that's, yeah, that's, that's So that's one. And then, again, if, if there's time, I'd love to talk to you about the vaccine equity work, about getting the vaccination in the arms of our black and brown brothers and sisters in the community. Yeah, please do. That's, uh, again, another initiative. We see the disparities there, and then we know just from historically how our community is not so accepting of, you know, vaccinations, if you will, just because of the things like the Tuskegee experiment, things like that that happened in the past. But uh, we know that it's critical, you know, to at least address this and just for society to sustain. So, yeah, if you could talk how Walgreens is committing to that and what they're doing to put in the community. Yeah, so it's interesting, and this is where, you know, and I don't want this to sound like a commercial, but this is why what makes Walgreens so special. When the vaccine became available, it was easy for us just to say it's available in all our stores and put out some communication to tell everybody to go to our stores and get it. And we would have been doing our job, and we would have been okay. But that wasn't enough for us. We said, you know what, we have to do more. We know health disparities exist. We know that access to these vaccinations are going to be a a challenge, information, education, and the hesitancy, which you already spoke of, around, you know, there's been some history where we haven't really had the greatest relationship with, you know, the healthcare system, right? Right, right. So we wanted to make sure that we educated our communities, that we went into the communities and stand-up clinics and work with churches and community centers to take the vaccine to the people and to give them the necessary information for them to make an informed decision on whether or not they should get the vaccine. We didn't force anyone to get it. We didn't try to coerce, but we wanted to make sure that you knew what was out there and what your choices were. And if you were trying to get back to normal and whatever your normal was, 
that Walgreens is giving you the information you need to do this. We've traveled across the country on bus tours. We've been to Mississippi. We've been to Atlanta. We are currently, this week, we were in the Mississippi Delta. We've been out on a 60-day bus tour across the United States vaccinating black and brown folks up there and, and making sure that they got the vaccine and trying to help them to overcome the vaccine hesitancy. So those are just some of the programs among many that I just wanted to highlight today to say we're committed to DE&I. It's not just a tagline for us here at Walgreen Boots Alliance, but it's a way of life. It's part of our DNA. We know that we have more work to do, Vincent, a lot more work to do, but we want to celebrate the wins, and we also yeah. want to acknowledge the fact that there are gaps that we still need to decrease. Well, those are some some phenomenal commitments. I mean, recognizing, acknowledging, that, and, and knowing, of course, that there is disparity in the healthcare and addressing that and going out into the community, that's really showcasing, again, you know, Walgreens' commitment or Walgreens Boost Alliance's commitment, right? I think that speaks volumes to you. I love, too, that how you mentioned yourself being an entrepreneur, right? So you know firsthand what these businesses are going through what they're experiencing. Not so much during a pandemic because you weren't doing it now, but you understand it, right? Those same challenges that you had pre-pandemic, you can imagine what that would be like for them now. How does Walgreens address that? Well, we know that it's challenging times. And you know, what's interesting, there have been small businesses that have helped us as a major multi-billion dollar corporation overcome some of the hurdles that we ran into. So we know that they're important. They're important part of the business cycle. So through the pandemic, we tried to make some alterations into, in terms of how we engage with small business and minority-owned businesses. We've actually got more proactive in seeking out these individuals for certain areas that we needed, whether it was PPE. We probably increased our spend around PPE during that time where a lot of small business businesses kind of pivoted and got into that space. We engaged with them to get gloves and sanitizer and some of those other things. And now that some of that is slowing down, we want to make sure that we stay engaged and figure out how do we continue to engage with these individuals. Uh, so, you know, understanding that times are challenging right now, it's not just about products, but it's also services. You know, we look for, you know, the cleaning crew, the folks that help us to recruit. We look for individuals around accounting, small and large accounting firms. Professional People services in addition. Huh? For, exactly. Thank you for that. That's the word. Yeah. Professional services. So it's not just yeah. about products, but it's also about services. So we're looking across the spectrum. We're engaging our category managers to work and look for opportunities. We've created websites. Uh, we've engaged with other partners that connect us with minority suppliers, vendors. And so we're pulling out all the stops. I can tell you we hit that number this year for our supplier diversity number, and we have now are going to increase it by $100 million plus for next wow. year on our way to – my goal is ultimately hit billion-dollar roundtable. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my that's a phenomenal growth, right? Yeah, that's a great end game there, and and not just stopping there, but continuing to go forward. Yeah. But that speaks again a lot to what you're doing when it comes to uh, you know incentivizing for those that have not embraced this, but then also Walgreens' commitment to it there. So for our minority businesses that are interested, how would they go about becoming a vendor? Or you know, uh, we know again the work that you guys do here with us at Chicago MSDC, but. For the others out there that are interested, is it? Uh, do they go to the web page? Would they? Participate? They go to our website and look at um, vendor and supplier diversity, and, and there's information on how to engage, how to register. We also partner with RangeMe for folks to go on. We, we are now connected with RangeMe. They can go on and 
and, and register there. And this is not a plug for Age Me, but that's another good way to come in and for us to find you if you can't you know, immediately get in contact with us. Because as you can imagine, we have a, a, a small team doing this, and there's yep. tons and tons of suppliers and vendors, and it's hard for us to respond to all of the requests. But through Absolutely. Range Me, when we're looking for someone for a certain category or a certain product or a certain area, we go there, we search, and if you're registered through this, your information will come up and we'll be in contact with you. Is that it? Yeah. And, and, and through NMSDC, you know? You yeah. guys, if they get in touch with you guys, you guys get in touch with us, we and, and that's also a yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for that. Yeah. We really do try to uh, prepare our minority businesses, you know, for, for wanting to work with Walgreens. You know, many will walk through the door saying, hey, I would love that opportunity. Well, we want to make sure, again, that they are basically corporate ready, right? And so that they're not being introduced to you and then not having that capacity, but maybe even introducing them to someone who's worked with you in the past that can share some best practices and all the good things that of what it's like to do business with Walgreens so that they are prepared and will show up and show up correctly, if you will. Perfect. Once they get together with you, love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, pretty phenomenal, man. So thank you for that. And yeah, and we're seeing that again. More businesses are still continuing to have challenges during this time. And like you said, Walgreens themselves, the pandemic hurt you guys. I know uh, some stores were damaged during some of the civil unrest, and you guys approached that with, okay, we're going to rebuild. You know, we're not leaving the community because of this. We want to have that presence there, and then you, you've made some strong commitments there too. Yeah, it's important that we, you know, we show up in the community and that we are, to the extent possible, I mean, do we hit the ball out of the park every single time? No, we fall short. But we try to get as deep into the community as absolutely possible, rebuilding where, where we can, where it makes sense. And if we can't put a store there, if we don't have a store there, we try to make the availability through, you know, delivery. And now we have 30-minute delivery and free delivery in certain cases, depending on, you know, the situation. So we're trying to make sure that access is not an issue. We're doing things online where individuals can talk to our pharmacists online. If we don't have a, a location that's close enough to you, you can find us or we can get to you in other, you know, through other mediums. So, we, you know, it's important that we are available to all of our constituents. I mean, we have over 9,000 stores across the U.S., you know, there's statistics out there that show that we are within 10 minutes of 80% of the U.S. population across wow. the globe. And, uh, so, you know, we're deep. We run far. And then we're also a global company. I know this interview here is really about the U.S. and Chicago, but we're global. Yeah, no, I'd, know, I'd love to talk about that. We, yeah, we do have some minority businesses that, you know, operate globally. And so, you know, with you being the global chief diversity officer, you have seen or you have to go out and really see how this is uh, affecting you know, in, in various countries, right? Yeah, the world, absolutely, absolutely. And so, so, and so, you you see that too. You see the changes, if you will, and and what's necessary. Yeah, and what's next for us, Vincent, is uh, we're standing up, hopefully, in twenty two, a supplier diversity program in the UK, which will be is probably right? one of the first companies to do that. We're setting the stage. We got the foundation built. We're working with a company similar that, you know, that does my, minority supply diversity tracking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking to take it to the UK. Uh, and there's a lot of interest over there to, to engage with us. So, so there's some exciting things um, uh, ahead for us. Uh, we want to make sure we stay engaged with you guys so that you guys can kind of make this journey with us and that we continue to kind of lift each other up. Absolutely, man. 
Well, we appreciate this. This is phenomenal. This is uh, the exact type of uh, information that we like to share with our minority businesses. Again, the engagement, the commitment of an organization like Walgreens, especially here in Chicago. And for what you guys are doing, of course, across the U.S. and now globally, it just speaks volumes to your commitment to this diversity, equity, and inclusion, and access, right? <laughs> All the good stuff that's in there. We've been talking to Carlos Cubia, Senior Vice President and Global Chief Diversity Officer for Walgreen Boots Alliance on the Hashtag by Diverse podcast, powered by Chicago MSDC. Carlos, thank you so much. Any additional closing thoughts, statements for Walgreens? For our listening audience. No, just again, we want to thank you guys. You can go to WBA.com forward slash supplier diversity if you want more information. And we've just recently released our diversity, equity, and inclusion report. So if you want to go out there again to the same website and look up our DEI report, it'll talk to you a lot about the work that we've been doing and that we plan to do. And uh, we're just excited to be in partnership. So thank you for having me. been listening to Hashtag by Diverse, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio, www.chicagomsdc.org. Mm-hmm.